Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is presented by Hummel Casino. Fun above all else. Fantasy Camp 2024, and uh, we will uh, qualify listeners this week for the trip to Las Vegas, but uh, with the chaos going around, we're actually going to put Take on Woods on hold for a few days, and I'm going to have some 1984 Padres uh, trivia and games for uh, fans a little bit later in the show. Uh, when we come back after these guys go out for their doubleheader today. So uh, it's Ben and Woods uh, here in Peoria, Arizona. And Woods, why don't you introduce our next guest, one well, of our fellow fantasy campers here. We, we got a fellow fantasy camper. He's a uh, teammate of ours on the Neck Cutters. That's the name of our, our team. It's a very uh, sadistic-sounding name. It's, it's way more innocent, though, when you hear how, you know, how it, it came to be. But our man Steve Richards is here, and welcome to the program. He's a Tier 1. He listens to the show. And uh, you are from where? Uh, from Brisbane, Australia. Brisbane, Australia. Home of Bluey, by the way. Bluey the cartoon that my kids absolutely adore. Uh, and so you're a Padres fan all the way from Brisbane. This is your first camp. Tell everybody kind of your story, how it, how it all came to be. Yeah, yeah. So first camp, flew over Friday. I'll fly back Monday, so I'm just here for the camp. Um, been a baseball player my whole life. My mom was a softball player, so got me. didn't want me playing cricket sitting around doing nothing all weekend, at least baseball, you can be terrible, and everyone gets four at-bats kind of thing, yeah. so I started playing baseball. Um, How big is, is baseball in Australia? Uh, it's, it's big juniors, a lot of t-ball players, a lot of junior players uh, for those reasons, so it's really popular there. Um, we got the national comp going again in the last 12 years, I had a break in the middle, but that's a decent size national comp, um, decent level, big league clubs send players over, minor league players over, so it's might be that high A, low double A kind of level. So it's it's going pretty well. Yeah, cr- good crowds, like five, 6,000 people kind of thing. That's pretty good. And, and is it is, I mean, I know the, there's a lot of fundamental differences in cricket and, and baseball, but does the, major, the majority of people still gravitate towards cricket? Uh, it's, it's footy in winter, cricket in summer. Got it. Mainly. Um, a lot of the schools still do cricket kind of thing. But, but um, yeah, no, baseball's definitely been a popular sport for the last 20 to 30 years awesome. at the junior level so my question is if you watch Padres games like a typical like a night game in San Diego when does that start in Australia and that's that's a perfect thing for me it's uh, a day games at 6 a.m. And, uh, <laughs> and a night games at midday so I, right. I either watch games over breakfast or lunch and uh, so I'll, if I'm at work I throw uh, Jesse on the radio kind of thing or I'll have it at like just a little screen so like a Sunday afternoon game will come on Monday morning first thing yep and like a Friday night game will be on Saturday in the middle of the day. Yeah, 
Wow. Yep. Yep. Perfect, Tommy. God, can we do? Can we move to Australia yeah, and nice. do our show? Because that would be. That it's would just uh, cool. a little weird having beers for opening day sometimes for the day yeah, game. Yeah. 6 a.m. Yeah, Six a.m. beers. <laughs> that, that, that's okay. It's you know. Well, he came in and we asked him how he was feeling. This is our uh, this is our pal Steve Richards. He's on Polly and my team. He's uh, he's from Australia. You know, long way to get here. Uh, first camp, we said, "How you feeling this morning?" He says, "How did you, how did you describe yourself?" A bit dusty. A bit dusty. And, yeah, I, and yeah. I thought, I thought when he said dusty, like sore. I'm kind of sore, old. You know, had to knock the rust off. No, what does dusty mean in, in Australian? Well, speak? as uh, after having, I guess, a couple of fireball shots with the ex Padre Cy Younger, um, a little bit hungover. A <laughs> little bit hungover. I yeah. have an idea who that might be. Yeah. He is. Couple, uh, actually, there's a couple there's of a couple, candidates. That's true. <laughs> but I, I, something tells me I know exactly which one it was. Uh, man, it's it's so good to to have you here and and to meet you and and know that you came all the way out here for Padres Fantasy Camp. How did you become a Padres fan? And how big are the Padres over there? Uh, oh, don't see many Padres hats back there. It's kind of increasing the last couple of years. Obviously, with you know you guys see the increase in in um in awareness with with Taddy coming on, but. Um, I got a couple of good mates who are Padres fans. One guy's from San Diego. Another guy played in the system when he was he was younger. No kidding. Um, but yeah, I kind of wanted to lock in with a team once I got better internet and the MLB TV package. I could watch games every day, um, and I wanted a team where I could get on board for the first championship, which obviously we're still still waiting still for. Searching for still yeah. waiting for that one. Um, a team that really had to build up. I didn't want to jump on a team that, you know, was established. So it definitely wasn't going to be a Dodgers fan or a Yankees fan kind of thing. Um, San Diego is very similar climate to where we are in Australia. And if I'm going to fly over, you're going to fly to the West Coast. So it's easy to get to type thing. So, and I was, you know, a fan of Tony Gwynn coming up. I liked watching PV play. Certain players always liked watching play when I watched random games. And yeah, Padres kind of locked into that. And, and how, how diehard are you now? Uh, I'll, I'll watch most games. Here at Fantasy Camp. Good answer. You know, I tell my wife, you know, brown and gold goes with everything. Like, goes with nothing, so it goes with everything. That's exactly so, right. We were talking about that this morning. Yeah. yeah we were. Yeah. Uh, man, it's it's so good to have you over here. What, 13-hour flight? 13 to Vancouver and then down to Phoenix, yeah. Oh, my God. Now, you've already got some fans in the fan, in the chat here. Australians don't normally do it for me, but I'll make an exception. <laughs> okay. Hannah Nancaro. Oh, my oh, wife. Oh, that's yeah. my missus. I was going right, to yeah. ask, who's he? Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> Pretty much if you uh, if you wear a jock and a cup, she likes you. Yeah. Unless it's me. I'm the only baseball player, I think, that uh, she doesn't and there's like. And there's been a few uh, big leaguers from Australia. Liam Hendricks, one of the, yeah, the, yeah. the modern the notables guy. with a good story. Now, who's uh, your buddy that was in the system? Uh, his name was um, Mark Feathers, but that, it was double-A a long time ago. Nice. Paul Gonzalez played in, I think, double-A, triple-A a long time ago as well. Very cool. Very, very cool. Yeah, he's and, um, uh, and doing the research. Dave Nielsen's yeah. the most famous kind of Australian yeah. to come out here. Uh, Milwaukee Brewers, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he coaches the the local team for a bit. Oh, he did, and now he's coaching the national team. Well, that's awesome, man. We uh, we did not have a great game yesterday. I think my throwing error definitely hurt us. We got to swing the bats a little bit better. Um, you know, left a lot of guys on. You got a big knock yesterday, yeah, huge knock uh, to help us get our comeback. Had to going. score from first base as yeah, well. Yeah, you had to score from first, which and then is never go back fun. out and run again. Yep. We, we, got, we need a few runners. Yeah, waved team. home all the way around. Yep, windmill. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, plays a mean center field. So it's uh, when I'm on the bump, I'm going to let them hit it to you, and you make the play, and we'll try to win one of these games. Well, I think bro. I'm throwing today as well. Are you so. throwing today too? Yeah. Good. All right. Well, let's get after it. Go Thank do you. your meeting Steve, and all nice that. Steve, nice to meet you. Yeah, yeah, nice Ben Franco. Everybody. Nice to see you as well. Get Ben Franco. He's a listener. That's, That's right. for sure. <laughs> he, knows my, he knows my heritage. Thank you, my friend. Awesome. We'll see you out there, buddy. All the way from Australia here at Fantasy Camp. So, Man, that is dedication. I mean, so the first time you came out here, how many Fantasy Campers were there? Only like 20. 
Yeah, so barely enough for two teams. Yeah. And now there's over Seven, eight, 70, 72. Almost 80 fantasy campers. Uh, it has grown by leaps and bounds the last few years. I think there's six teams, um, you know, and they're, they're bringing more coaches out and more guests, and it is just uh, it is such a dream to be able to do this every year, the highlight of our year, uh, to be sure. And, uh, man, just you, you meet people like that. You're like, bro, that is incredible. Flew all the way over here. Gets up, watches those games at 6 a.m. Uh, just a really, really cool guy. Not a ton of uh, MLB news over the weekend. Again, as we get closer, I keep expecting maybe some of the – I mean, there's still about half of the top 25 free agents that are still available on the market, including Blake Snell. Uh, Frankie was telling me a report he saw earlier this morning that Scott Boris is asking for like nine years. What was it, Frank? $270 million or something yeah, for Blake Snell? Yeah, nine years, 275 and, 275 and that when teams like the Yankees and Giants heard that they just pivoted and the Giants with an interesting pivot uh this was either Friday or Saturday after our show when they signed Jordan Hicks yes yes to a four-year 44 million dollar deal and then said and we're making him a starter taking the 104 mile an hour flamethrower out of the bullpen and converting him to a starter which doesn't mean that they're necessarily out of the Blake Snell sweepstakes if the price comes down but you got the Yankees go out and sign Stroman the, the Giants, who were rumored on Snell, go out and outside Hicks. And you're wondering if that market's starting to get a little tighter on the supply side for, for players like uh, Blake Snell, who are still out there and have not found a home yet you with, know, uh, with a month to go until spring training. And the Hicks thing is very, very fascinating to me. It, it, it feels like the way the Giants have been doing business the last few years. Now, Kapler's gone. That felt to me like that's thing. a Gabe yeah. Kapler-esque move. But maybe it was never Kapler. Maybe it was always Farhan, right? So, But if you take Jordan Hicks and you say you've got this unbelievable velocity, can you dial it back a little bit, knowing that you have it in reserve? And you know, But there's, once you... He's not locked. He's not married. I, they don't have to start him every single no, game. No, no. And, and but I guess my and I'm sure the Giants know what they're doing. Yeah, and, and more they know so what the than plan we do. Is, but I look at a guy like Jordan Hicks and I go, if he dials it down, he's not Jordan Hicks anymore. Right. And he's got major control problems that are certainly a concern for any starter. Is he going to be able to get the ball over the plate? Maybe if he dials it down, he'll he'll you know. Improve on the control, and it'll be a win-win situation. But I thought that was one of the more... It was interesting. At least uh, out-of-the-box moves that I've seen in Major League Baseball this offseason with, uh, with the Giants making that move over the weekend. No question about it. And just, uh, we were talking to some folks out here, and, and you know, we, we told the, the, the live stream people last night. So when we come out here to Fantasy Camp, yeah, it's, it's about having fun. But it's also trying to get a little info. You know, and trying to talk to the people that are here around these players all the time. So just wanted to kind of convey to our listening audience. So we asked about some of the the next wave, right? The Marcy's, the Paulies, uh, the Jackson Merrills. Some of whom are out here, like yes, Jackson Merrill right now. They're out here right now Ethan working Salas. Salas, working on rookie camp. Now, we've already heard, you know, about Salas. Uh, he is uh, an old soul, if you will. Um, he is a guy that feels like he's been around a lot longer, carries himself a little bit more than a, how old is he? 17. 17 uh, year old. And, but as far as these other guys go, the Marcy's, the Paulies, the Mortarellas, the, the Jackson Merrills, you know, they came out here for that Arizona Fall League and they dominated. They just, they, they took souls out here. And I was asking some of the guys to go, you know, I wasn't trying to be a cynic, but I said, hey, listen, 
Padre fans have heard before, the hot talent, lava, all that. None of those guys really materialized. That's and fair. Even, and even, That's when, fair. even then, when they went to other places, they didn't really light anybody's hair on fire. I said, tell me your honest opinion about these guys. The guy looked at me. He goes, hey, these guys are dudes. They are straight up dudes. And I looked at him yesterday, and they were all having lunch. And I looked at him, and I said, all right, I can, you know, the old eye test for Moneyball. I looked at it, and I go, I can see it. I said, they're all, they all feel about 5 to 10 pounds away. They put on 5 to 10 pounds. They're going to have that look of a big leaguer. But they said they're all cool. They all work extremely hard. And they are all exceptionally, exceptionally gifted. And he said, look, I'm telling you, these be excited about these guys. These guys are legit. Speaking of working hard, you need to tell the story of what you saw Ethan Salas doing. Is that okay to share? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. that, hey, this, that, was, that was amazing to me. I've never seen anything like this, what man. What you described uh, seeing him do uh, in workouts here in Peoria. So if you're watching on YouTube, you'll be able to get maybe a better idea. But he's in a catcher squat, and he's got no glove on. And he's facing a brick wall just like this. So he's squatting. He's facing the wall. There's a guy behind him with a couple of balls. And he's flipping balls off the wall. And he's working on soft hands, right? Locating the ball. It's over his head. So it's bouncing off the wall. He doesn't see it coming at all. It could be coming coming above his left left, side, right right side, up, up, down, anywhere. And he can't see it until it passes into his peripheral vision and and hits the wall right in front of him. And he's got his glove hand. And it's just his hand. And he's just picking balls off the wall. And he didn't miss one. And the guy must – I watched the watch for three minutes. The guy's just boom, 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 boom. Off the wall, off the wall, off the wall. There was one. Hit off the top, kind of dropped down. He he took his left hand and whoop, snatched it. Like, think about Mr. Miyagi in Karate Kid catching the, the chopsticks, uh, flies with the chopsticks. That's what he was like with his hand. He, he Danielson just, got whoop, one on the first he try. He did, first yeah. try. And he's, he's pick, 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 pick. So I was watching how he moved and just so calm, boom. Boom, 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 boom. It was it was like watching a magician work. It really was. So, obviously, I think everybody's excited about him. The hype train on him is real. Um, talking to some of these guys out here, too, they said, they said, look, man, it, you know, hitting is when you get to the big leagues, if you can hit, they're going to find a spot for you. They will find a spot for you. So, I think, you know, the challenge is getting all these guys adjusted to and ready to um, play in the big leagues, not only play, I think defensively some of these guys could, could start opening day. Can they hit? You know, And if they do hit, they will make an impact this year uh, is, is what I was told here from somebody that's very, very much in the know. So, And the way things are going, they might have to if the Padres are going <laughs> to you know, be a playoff contender. They're going to have to get some help at some point yeah. from, from some of these minor leaguers. No, because it's exactly right. They just don't have – it looks like the wherewithal to fill – every need this offseason without dipping somewhat into the minor league system this year. Yeah, I mean, and I think what it does at, at spring training, I think there's going to be a legitimate, legitimate competition uh, amongst some of these guys to, to, you know, make the squad or at least try to make the squad and, and be the next man called up. So, All right, we're going to take a, a quick timeout. Just a reminder, you can always uh, catch uh, – Boomer and Mike every uh, week. Boomer and Valenti. Boomer and Mike. Well, it's Mike Valenti. All you right. know. It's like Ben and Woods. Boomer and Boomer and Mike. Mike uh, and Esiason. Yeah, right. they'll, they'll uh, give you all their insight in the NFL every Friday night at 7 p.m. here on 97.3 The Fan and live on the Odyssey app presented nationally by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos brought to you by those who drink it and by Lowe's. Lowe's knows home improvement. Now, what do you guys uh, want to do next? Do we want to move, don't do this, and keep it rolling? Yeah, we let's keep do, it rolling. We got a, a, a little bit of a break. We're going to have... Padres Hall of Famer 
Jake Peavy, scheduled to stop by at the bottom of the hour okay. here. they got a clubhouse meeting going on right now, and then he's going to stop by. All right, we'll just keep it rolling. We'll come back. I can do uh, Don't Do This a little bit later Perfect. if you guys are outside. It's Ben and Woods. We'll check traffic. Be right back here with more on 97.3 The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Live at Fantasy Camp, Peoria, Arizona. We're going to be here all week long, and then we'll be back next month uh, at the end of February for Padres spring training. And I wonder, I'd assume in spring training we'll get to see, at least on the backfields, the newest member of the Padres signed uh, yesterday, officially yesterday when the international signing period opened, Leodales de Vries mm-hmm. from the Dominican Republic, 17-year-old shortstop who is ranked by most of the experts is the number one international prospect in all of baseball woods, just like Ethan Salas was the year before. And another guy, the Padres, very excited about. So much so that they, they pretty much devoted like 95% of their international bonus pool, $4.2 million, to make sure that they got him signed first thing as soon as that window opened yesterday. Yeah, switch hitting uh, infielder, you know, shortstop. We have – this is – Shortstops. We are the the land of the shortstop here uh, in San Diego. But you know, listen, he's he can play play up the middle. Um, power developing for the young man looks the part. Certainly, six foot two. Um, excited to be here. Padres were excited to get him. Uh, you know, excited about him. He's seventeen year old prospect though. You By know, the way, we, no we no no worries about positions at this point. No, he's seventeen. I mean, when he's twenty three, twenty four. Xander's going to be in his late 30s. You know, Fernando's going to be 30. Who knows if he's in the outfield where he is at that point. When you're going for international prospects, you're going for the best. There's no 
we're not signing for need at this point. Yeah, none of the these best player None of these guys. Even Ethan Salas, the most accelerated prospect that we've seen in a long time. I mean, it's going to be at least two or three years before he gets to the big leagues. Probably more for a guy like even DeVries, uh, who, who won't be fast-tracked maybe as insanely as, as Salas was last year. Take your time. You know, he'll have a few years before we kind of get a glimpse of him in, on the big league level, I'm sure. But I know they're very excited about this kid and all the tools uh, that he brings, especially being a switch hitter. Toolsy players. Uh, it's what you want. That's what you want to build your, your team with. And, and, again, you know, to, to go back to some of the guys that we mentioned earlier, um, you know, I was texting with our buddies from Mad Fryer, and they said, look, you know, all these guys started in low A last year. Um, what, I'm, what I'm saying is – with an with a with so many holes on this team, and I think those holes will be filled. I don't know by whom. I don't know how much money the Padres have left in the coffers to go out and, and add players. Or, or and it, my gut tells me they're just waiting. They're waiting for prices to come down a little bit. Try to snap, you know, grab somebody while the while the 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 market comes down a little bit. But I think some of these guys will actually absolutely get a look get a look in spring training to compete, uh, and if not the, the early part of the season, opening day or whatnot, you know, the second half certainly. Uh, and, and my buddy at Mad Friars told me again, he said, you know, some of the pitchers might be even a little more far along than that. So the Snellings, the Lascos, guys like that, you don't, you hate to say it because people have heard it in San Diego for a long time, but the future as it stands today looks pretty good based on, you know, DeBreeze and some of the other guys that, uh, that they've had. And, and I'll play the, the bucket of cold water guy. Not that this is necessarily true, but there is some thoughts around baseball that the Padres have been too aggressive in their promotions of these players. And if they do end up, you know, putting a, a Marcy or someone at the big league level at the beginning or early in the 2024 season, that that could, that could actually hurt a player to, to move them along too quickly. But every person that we've ever talked to in development, you're going to be talking to Chris Kemp, uh, later, I think he, it was him that said it. I think AJ said it before. The player will tell you when they're ready. You know, the player tells you when they're ready. But you also um, have to be the right. You have to be listening to the right correct. things. Correct. You know, a player will always say, "Oh yeah, I'm ready." No, to no, 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 but not they're, literally. They're not, they're, not they're, literally. Yeah. Their numbers, their their demeanor, actions. their actions. I, I get that. Yeah. But you still have to trust the person who's making that evaluation. And around baseball, there are certainly people who think that AJ Preller has been too aggressive. Maybe he's hearing those signs a little earlier than other GMs would hear those signs and move along some of his prospects. I mean, it's always dicey. It's always dicey with a prospect. You want to get excited, and you do get excited, um, you know, and then you see how it, how it plays out. You see how they work. You see if they can hit. You see if they can succeed. You see if they can handle the grind, uh, if they can handle the pressure, all of that. How many top prospects, Benny, have we seen moved in the last couple of years as throw-ins on deals? You know, the, the Jared Kellenics of the world that they couldn't miss. That it was a can't-miss prospect for the Mets. I mean, I was told just back in 2022 that we wiped out our entire farm system right. in that trade with the Nationals right. for Juan Soto. Fast forward a year and a half, back in the top ten on everybody's prospect yeah. ranking list, and we got a handful of guys that we are very excited yeah, about. Yeah, no doubt. No, no doubt. It, it, undoubtedly, it's been a successful rebuild yep. of the minor league system to put it to a point where it's believed, at least around baseball, that there is talent, either that it's going to help the Padres or that it is desirable from other teams that yep. you can use in trades. That's already been done. Now, will they actually produce on the big league level? 
that question won't be answered until we actually see them on the big league level. Yep. And it's always the biggest, most unknown question of every prospect that comes up. And I got to tell you, man, as far as the rumor mill goes about about guys that that Preller and, and company are in on, I've not heard much, if anything, about oh well, they're interested in in. You know, I don't even want to say his name, but Joey Gallo. You know, they're they're interested in this guy. They're interested in that guy. It's it's really quiet, and it it leads you to believe the worst that well, maybe they just don't have the money to spend. So, they will have three outfielders out there on opening day. That I do promise you, they will. Don't know who they're going to be. Don't know what they're going to look like. Don't know where they're going to come from. Now, while the Padres used almost all of their money on DeVries, they had enough left over to sign what's believed to be going to be another dozen or so kind of minimum level prospects but there are some that are uh, people are excited about matt fryer's tweeting uh yesterday obviously devries is the headline but the padre's long connection to the diablos rojos in mexico continues to pay off as the deal with right-handed pitcher umberto cruz widely seen as the best mexican pitcher in this year's class becomes official as well the 17 year old should begin stateside so they're also going to you know try to identify some maybe under the radar options guys that they've developed a relationship that they're going to sign for less money as they uh, as they get right up to that cap of what their international uh, signing is and one thing that that i'm interested in hearing from chris kemp when he joins us later every team essentially has about the same potteries actually had a little less of a bonus pool they lost a million dollars for signing xander bogarts yep. because he was extended a qualifying offer um, by the boston red sox so they actually had less money than other teams when everybody's on an equal playing field and you can't offer more money, how do you convince a 16-, 17-year-old in the Dominican or Venezuela that you're the right organization for them? Yeah. Because you can develop a relationship with them. You can scout them for years since they're 12, 13 years old. But there's other teams that can jump in. They can jump in later and go, yeah, I know the Padres have been on you for two years, but in the big league level, you know, the Cardinals, the Yankees, they can all come in oh, yeah, with more and, money. and make these offers, maybe a little bit more money. Usually the same, though. They're, this is the one This is the one level playing field in baseball where every team is essentially operating with about the same budget. Sure. So how do they convince an international prospect to sign with your team other than – because I guarantee you there's 29 other teams that would have loved Leodales DeVries – if he had chosen them, they would have said, yeah, we'll, we'll devote most of our budget sure. to this guy. That's a good question. But he, he picked the Padres, and apparently he had had his mind set on it because, I mean, they had the press conference set at 7 a.m. to introduce and, you know, for Kemp to talk about him yesterday as soon as it opened. So they knew they were going to sign him. There was no doubt in their mind that they had locked down this guy. What do the Padres do to get these international prospects like Salas and DeVries to pick them over the 29 other teams? It's a really good question. Um, interested to see what he says. I would imagine that it's time. You know, I would imagine that it's time and care and constant touching, you know, and, and I think human beings, they want to be wanted. You know, they want to be wanted. They want to, they want to be told that, hey, you're a huge part of this team, this organization. Um, you know, you're the guy that we want, and we're going to put all our eggs in your basket. Uh, but he also said, I believe in his press conference, he loves the Padres and, and has. It was his favorite team, so I'm sure that didn't hurt. Uh, that went in their favor, too. But, yeah, it's a really good question for Chris. All right, uh, as I understand it, they're going to wrap up the uh, meeting in there, and we're going to be joined by our second Padres Cy Young Award winner of the morning. That's right. Neither <laughs> of them being Blake Snell, the reigning Cy Young Award winner, Jake Peavy. Going to be with us uh, from Padres Fantasy Camp when we return. More Ben and Woods live from Peoria, Arizona, coming up on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. It's got to be. It's got to be a troll. Uh, Instagram uh, picture of Joe working out in in the weight room with kettlebells with what appears to be bare feet. I think those are foot-colored <laughs> shoes that slide right on. Steel-toed foot-colored shoes. Yeah, yeah. I think they're those ones that, that you just slide in, and they're very protective. I think that is a troll for some reason. I think he's like, hey, watch this. Let's drive everyone absolutely insane. Before the season starts, obviously that injury uh, last year set the Padres back, set Joe back. Um, it was a weird year, you know, by by all standards. So, hopefully, uh, he makes it through the training process unscathed. I certainly admire the work that uh, he puts in all the time. Uh, really, you know, the the work ethic is is always there with Joe, and he knows what he's doing. Freak accidents will happen, I guess. Uh, I would be working out in, in steel-toed Timberlands, though, Benny, if I were him. Uh, but he's going to do it his own way. You know, if he is healthy, I would expect uh, another season from Joe Musgrove. Yeah. I also am expecting a bounce-back year from you, Darvish, mm-hmm. uh, this year. Uh, you certainly – I mean, I think he had some issues that weren't necessarily widely talked about during the season, health issues. Uh, his numbers were not – you Darvish-like. Uh, he had a couple of pitches that just weren't working the way that I think he normally gets them going. But I, I still think with the arsenal that you Darvish has, if anyone's going to have success, and we talked about the kind of crazy contract extension that he got and, and you know into his 40s and how old he's going to be, but in terms of the craftiness, the number of pitches that he throws – it feels like you Darvish could be successful later into his career, and I certainly expect in the next couple of years to still be strong, even if you're concerned about the end of that contract extension. And I don't think the Padres ever envisioned you still being a dominant starter in years you know, five and six of that contract extension. I think they do think that the first half of that deal, though, he's still going to be a top-of-the-rotation type pitcher. I mean, yes, at some point the velocity is going to tick down. He could still – I mean, he still gets it up 97, 98 at times. Yep. But he only does that 
you know, a handful of times a game. He doesn't rely on that, you know, with every batter. It's it's almost his off-speed pitch is his fastball, that he's going to hit you with all the movement, the, the slow stuff, the breaking balls, and then he's going to change speeds on you by throwing at 98, which makes that an incredibly effective 98 compared to what, I mean, I know it sounds ridiculous, but it's almost a pedestrian 97 to 98 for some guys who throw it all the time. I mean, guys are so used to it now that that's, that's pretty much the speed limit that you're used to in Major League Baseball for most starters. Yeah, I don't uh, – he's such a student of pitching and such, a, um, such an artist with a ball in his hand and knows really what he wants to do. And I, I think you're right. I think the back was bothering him uh, a little bit last year. I know he tried to play through some stuff. And I know he, he spent some time on the shelf as well. So – if he comes out healthy, Ben, he is, I'm very confident, uh, anytime he has the ball in his hands. If a healthy you, Darvish, I will take my chances against, you know, against any lineup. You know, he has the ability to move the baseball, put it wherever he wants, change speeds, 14 pitches in his arsenal or whatever. Uh, Joe Musgrove is another one. If he has the ball and he's healthy, I'll take my chances. Let's go. Let's, 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 let's all gear up and, and go after each other. But, um, you know, beyond that, Michael King uh, did throw a bullpen this week. Um, and talked to somebody that was there, said it was nasty, said his sinker will absolutely play. He's going to get a ton of ground ball outs, um, said it looked really, really good. He's feeling good. So there's a there's a pretty good top three there. Yeah, I think the difference, though, between last year and this year, obviously, is that last year the Padres were able to overcome Joe's injuries, use mediocre season because, well, they had Blake Snell, who was incredible, especially after – you know, uh, May, and then they had the surprise years from Seth Lugo, yep. from Michael Walker, that turned their pitching, their starting pitching staff, really into one of the best in baseball in terms of numbers. I don't think they do that again unless Joe and, and you have good seasons. Correct. That's what's different. They'll, yeah, I think Michael King and, and maybe at least one of the other two guys they got from the Yankees could, could step up. We may still see another move at, at some point. But it's hard to envision the Padres – having anywhere near as an effective of a starting pitching rotation without both of those guys pretty much making every start and having typical seasons that we would expect from them. If either of them, both of them miss significant time, drop off and are just mediocre, you know, four, four ERA type pitchers, this pitching staff is going to take a, a pretty big step back, which is going to be not devastating if the offense can take a step forward, but it's certainly going to make the job a lot harder. So, those two guys, very key going into spring training next month. You know, and, and I know the, the depth uh, isn't there yet. It's still very well maybe uh, as we get closer to spring training. But, you know, we went into last season uh, with the pitching saying, uh, who knows? What are we going to expect from from Blake Snell? What are we going to expect from Michael Walk and Seth Lugo? Two guys that surprised the hell out of us. And I'll, I'll say this, and I know he'd won a Cy Young before, but Blake Snell surprised the hell out of me last year. And I think he surprised a lot of people in baseball. So... I don't know of too many fans of, of teams that look at their rotation and go, whew, we are good to go. We are good. There's question marks everywhere. You're Dodger Even the fans, Dodgers You have question yeah. marks, 100%. you got guys coming off of injury. You don't know what they're going to be able to give you. Um, you know, it, it, when we start to get worried usually about something, history is proven, it's going to be something else. 
right? If we get really worried about the pitching, the pitch, well, pitching actually pitched really well, and the offense sucked, and uh, you know, vice versa. We thought the offense last year was going to carry the team most of the year, and they could never really get it get it into gear. What's going on in there? I don't think Mike Schilt's first meeting with his new team is going <laughs> to last this long as the meeting that's been going on at fantasy camp uh, in the Padres clubhouse they, here in Peoria. They do this uh, every year. <laughs> They have, it's like the strength and conditioning coordinator, one of the guys out here, and he talks about what these kids and these, the prospects and even the major leaguers, what they go through and how it compares to what we're going through out here. And it's kind of a big rah-rah okay. speech and getting everybody motivated and fired up. So uh, we're working with Tom Seidler right now. We will still have Jake Peavy. Okay. Uh, it may not be this segment, but we're going to push it probably to 8 o'clock. Okay. All right. Before you get I think get everything's, get, everything's getting pushed back just a little bit. Which is more than fine. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, let's so check. 38 degrees outside right now. So push it back like three hours. <laughs> fine I, by me. Oh let's God. check traffic. And then when we come back, if we're going to get Jake later, let's talk about how excellent our NFL picks were. Hope oh you guys made a ton of money Friday. How of just phenomenally we did in our super wild card round picks. <laughs> now do you know why I hate doing this segment every single year? Coming, coming up after a check of traffic on 97.3 The Fan. I just want to make it known that if you listen to my advice and you pick the Kansas City Chiefs <laughs> to win and cover the spread on Saturday night against the Miami Dolphins, you cashed that ticket on Saturday night as my football lock of the week. And I got every, I got every other pick wrong, Woods. I finished dead last, one out of six in our, in our picks in the NFL. And uh, you did a little bit better. You got... Three out of the six. Got three out of six, 50%. Yeah. Uh, still better than I think Colin Cowherd uh, and some of the national guys did. But hey. it's not an easy thing to do, man. Picking against the spread, it's why uh, gambling is gambling. And, Paul, you got two of the six right. So yeah. In our one-point round, Woodsy now leads three to two to one. And Woodsy had Casey, Buffalo, and the Rams plus three. I had Tampa Bay and Kansas City, and Ben had Kansas City. You know, and I don't. I don't regret necessarily some of my picks. The um, yesterday's game, the Steelers, they got off to a little slow start, a couple of turnovers that absolutely killed them early. But they they played with them in the second half. They had a chance to cover backdoor they cover. They did, the man. End, yep. Uh, but they weren't able to get it done. I think that Lions Rams game was a great game. I Phenomenal. took the Lions, but I thought I thought it was going to be exciting, and it was. It was very entertaining. Uh, Lions were not able to cover. They did win. I think the Cowboys lost. Shocked oh everyone. My God, come man. on. I, it, you I know, mean, I, I thought that was going to be a blowout for the Cowboys, and pretty much everybody else did. My buddy sent me our segment that we did about it, and, you know, I said, all right, how about them Cowboys? I'm taking them, right? And then you started talking about it, and I said, then again, it's the Dallas Cowboys in the playoffs. And for whatever reason, you know, I grew up in that, that area. I've never really been a Cowboys fan, but I grew up in that area. Back then, Ben... They would have won that game by 40. I mean, they were just, with Aikman and Irvin and Emmett and all the guys that they had, Moose Johnson, uh, um, Jay Novacek, it was no-brainer. They just used to roll through teams like that. Uh, and to see them go out there and not only lose, but just get crushed at home where, you know, they've been playing so well. Green Bay's got to be feeling a lot of confidence right now. Now, I don't think they're going to advance. But, man, they didn't just win. They manhandled uh, I, the Cowboys. I think it's maybe unfair to call it a coming-out party for Jordan Love. Yeah. But anyone who had any, like, questions remaining about whether that guy could be a, 
a top flight level quarterback. Looks like the Packers now have their their third one in a row. Yeah. Just Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, now Jordan Love, and probably set for another decade in Green Bay with a team that you think is going to maybe contend now in the next couple of years for some Super Bowl titles. So I, I don't feel bad about the Cowboys no. pick, Bill. You know who I loved watching? Everyone. We all got this game wrong as well. We all picked Cleveland. Yep. Okay. Uh, that was such they a, were minus two against Houston. That was such a, 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 a pick that I got – I got talked into. I saw the, the numbers. Joe Flacco in the wild card game, five and zero, had never lost. Was yeah. he, he was out talking? He too. was out talking too about how they're going to make magic. And I, I bought into it like a fool. That but one, how I re- fun was CJ Stroud? He was watch, unreal, man. man. That one I regret a little bit because Houston was at home. They were playing with such great energy, and at some point that Cinderella run for Joe Flacco it never made any sense that no. he was playing as well as he did. And he wasn't the reason they lost. Uh, Houston just outplayed him at every turn. Well, two pick sixes don't help at all. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was chucking ducks up, and, and yeah. it, it was it was pretty So that brutal. one I felt a little bad about. Last night, I felt like an idiot. I, I thought the Eagles might still be able to turn it back on. The Eagles we saw at the end of the regular season were the Eagles that went into the postseason. They, they, weren't, they weren't just a, a not very good playoff team. They are just not a good team at all. By the end of the year, they won 10 of their first 11. Was and then, they looked like a juggernaut. You know, and then it turned on its ear, and they were one of the worst teams in football down the stretch, and they looked like it in the playoffs. They did not look like a playoff team. That wasn't a great Tampa Bay Bucks team no. that slaughtered them 32-9 to last night. Let's not make a mistake and all of a sudden say, ooh, Tampa Bay Bucks, they're really good. No. No, the Eagles are simply were a bad football team at the end of the season. Well, and they were, you know, they're saying on the broadcast last night, Troy Eggman said, hey, make no mistake. Nobody had the Buccaneers being here. Nobody. Nobody picked the Bucks uh, at all. With Baker Mayfield on a one-year deal, congratulations to him. Always been a, a player I really liked. I like the way he plays. Uh, you know, he didn't succeed in Cleveland. Who does? <laughs> Who does succeed in Cleveland? You know, the, the places where you go. If you're a quarterback, you go there to die. Well, he's, had, he's had six different head coaches and eight seasons yeah. in football. Hard to, hard to get into a groove on that level with that kind of turnover with the guys who are telling you what to do. He looked he looked like OU Baker Mayfield last night. He looked really really good. So, congratulations to the Bucks. It's funny. I picked the I think I picked the Eagles too, yeah. but I bet the Bucks last night. I took the Bucks money line and the points. Did I hear Eagles started 10 and 1 and finished the year losing 6 out of 7? 6 yeah, out of 7. Including the playoff game. My god. Terrible. So, and, uh, legendary Jason Kelsey called it a career. Called it a career. He just came out early this morning. Yeah, he didn't announce it last night. But I people, thought he did it to, at his locker. People, he told his, teammates. he told his teammates, but he didn't tell the media. That came out this morning. But people were noticing at the end of the game that he seemed, I mean, who wouldn't be upset with the way your team was playing? He but just there was a, sad. There was a reason for the extra bit of sadness that he knew that he was about to say goodbye and it was going to come at a really miserable end for the Eagles. But, yeah. You know, they, they had their moments and, and they've had a good run. The question now is, with coaches like Bill Belichick and Mike Vrabel and Jim Harbaugh, Pete Carroll out <laughs> and available, Pete Carroll and interviewing for jobs, do a couple of these teams that lost in the wild card round pull the trigger and make a change? Nick I, I Sirianni, would, Mike I would, McCarthy. I would be. I I actually thought McCarthy would be done today. I thought today at the latest he would be out in Dallas. I mean, with with some of the names that are out there. I mean, it makes way too much sense for Jerry Jones to go out and hire a guy like Bill 
Belichick. It makes way too much sense. He doesn't like to cede control, though, and neither does Bill Belichick. So that could be uh, that could be a little bit of oil and water. Now, Jerry, but... Jerry worked a short time with Jimmy Johnson, and then, of course, clashed. Uh, Bill Parcells was there, and they made it work for a while. Could they never won a Super Bowl, though. Could they, in a short term, like knowing that Bill's only going to be there? I mean, this is the end for Jerry, too. 100%. I mean, he's he's, what, he's getting eight, up there, 80-something yeah. years old. Is there a, a thought that, hey, this is our best chance, last last run, let's see what we can do with Bill Belichick? I could see it P- happening. Potentially. But the Belichick to the Falcons uh, interview, it, like you, I had to check it for a, a, a burner account. I thought it was, was fake, but it actually happened yesterday. A darn Schefter? Yeah, I thought it was a darn Schefter <laughs> that got me again. But, no, that was real. Um, they really, really interviewed him yesterday. They don't, they don't have a bad roster. They need a quarterback, though. Yes. Uh, you know, Desmond Ritter, I don't think I don't think's the guy. Is Bill Belichick going to go to a situation where they've got to develop a young quarterback? Because that didn't work very well for him the last New. couple of years with Mac Jones in New England. Seems to me it makes more sense for him to go somewhere with a quarterback in place. Uh, the things, you know, are a little more settled, a little more close to a playoff contender. Because Bill... Yeah, you know, he's probably only got three or four more years left yeah. in coaching tops if he does take another job here. So, I don't know, Dallas makes a lot of sense. It does. I thought maybe Buffalo could be a place if they lost. And they didn't. They looked they looked awfully good. Yep. And, and I would see at this point that Sean McDermott's probably pretty safe with the way he turned that season around and with the way he has the Bills playing later in the year. What a weekend later for in the Buffalo. Air. My uh-huh. God. They had uh, fans out there shoveling snow and, and postponements and all Making that. Making 20 bucks an hour to come out to uh, the Bills stadium and just shovel Still snow. Still plenty of snow left. They were throwing, chucking snowballs onto the field, a bit of a problem during the game yesterday. But I saw a tweet that said the NFL made $18.6 billion this year, and they're paying residents 20 bucks an hour to go out and shovel. So. All right, when we come back. The great Jake Peavy is going to stop by. He is uh, coaching against Woods and I in oh, the yeah. first oh, game today. That's right. right. We've got some Him gamesmanship potentially going on here. Hour number three, Ben and Woods live from Padres Fantasy Camp in Peoria. Coming up next on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 